Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker, 101 ESPN in St. Louis, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Former Blues defenseman Carlo Koliakovo does mornings now on TSN 1050 in Toronto, does great work there. And it's always a pleasure to have him on here in St. Louis. Carlo, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. We're we're thrilled to have you. I want to start with this because we're here in St. Louis worried about the Blues making the playoffs. The Maple Leafs don't have to worry about that, but I look at the standings and whatever happens with the Maple Leafs the rest of the way, their first round playoff matchup is going to be epic, isn't it? They're going to have a great series, at least a great matchup either way. Yeah, they sure are. I mean, you talk about the gauntlet of what uh, the Eastern Conference and more importantly, the Atlantic Division represents where you've got four of the top teams in the league uh, that play the division. So it's going to be a a wild 17 plus games remaining here in the season in this division where you can see so much, uh, you know, change on a nightly basis in the standings and, um, you know, obviously positionally. And it really makes you wonder. I mean, for the most part all season, Toronto was always talking about either Tampa Bay or Florida as a potential first-round matchup. But, I mean, with Boston's resurgence lately, who have been playing some incredible hockey, now now you start to question whether that'll be a matchup or if they fall into a wild card and potentially play anybody in the in the Metro. So it's 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 pretty crazy to think that 17 games left, that final eight teams have been settled in the East where – the conversation is definitely different in the West, but um, I think the exciting part about that is there hasn't been any separation from teams uh, within the eight spots, so it'll create a, quite the exciting race down the stretch. Yeah, Carlo, let's stick with the West because it is really wild. It's the Colorado Avalanche, probably Calgary, and then it seems like every other spot could be up right. for grabs. It feels like every game from now on in the West is probably going to feel like a playoff game. Uh, you know, and to be honest with you, that's the way it should be, right? I mean, after the trade deadline, that's when – you know, all rosters are set and teams either make their playoff push um, or start looking towards next year. And I think you can, you know, you can easily say that there's probably, you know, five teams right now battling for, you know, the last two spots in the, in the wild card at least. And then you've still got some of your divisional uh, positioning that needs to get sorted out, which includes the Blues and um that and that's what creates exciting hockey i think you're starting to see now too like there was a lull in the season there leading up to the the trade deadline where you're seeing you know a lot of lopsided scoring a lot of goaltenders give up crazy goals and uh you know it's been a long season for these guys but i think now you know you can see that there's been a a buy-in to at least the teams that are complying and playing to the playoffs that the intensity has to rise and you know for the blues 
um, they got that message loud and clear for yesterday's victory because that was an important one for them. Do you see any other issues with the Blues? Because, Carlo, it's amazing how people thought when the Blues were healthy at the beginning of the season they had underestimated them. Then they get healthy again, and they've only won four of their last 13. Do you see anything else other than the intensity that concerns you about this team? Um, well, to be honest with you, uh, I think Billy Huso has been a pleasant surprise with, for this team. Um, Jordan Bennington has been uh, a surprise the other way, um, you know, considering, you know, what his resume represents and how much he struggled this year. So I think the question marks in that have sort of maybe played um, to some of their inconsistencies because I believe they want to play Bennington. They just can't trust him right now. Um you know, I think their approach to the trade deadline was that I know they were trying to go after a big-name defenseman. I believe they were really in on Lindholm right until the end and settled for Nick Letty. So there's that uh, sort of um, grace period for him, you know, to get accustomed with the team. But it's been really surprising to see the struggle of this Blues team because on nights when they play their best, they look like they can compete and beat anybody in the league. And then you play some of the teams that you should beat which more recently was, you know, the Philadelphia Flyers. And they look like a completely different team. And I think I can can speak on the player perspective that at this time of the year, the easy games that you think may be on your schedule are the hardest games to play because those those are the teams that have nothing to play for, right? And, you know, sometimes I know just from experience at this time of year, those are the hardest games to play because you're not meeting you know, with the same uh, intensity, uh, you're probably going in there thinking it's going to be an easier game and maybe you're surprised by uh, the pushback or at least the, the, the competition that you're getting from some of these lower-end teams. So that's something that they need to prioritize a little more because, you know, they play Washington the game after the deadline. They play a great game. Um, they couldn't get anything going on Saturday night against the, the Carolina Hurricanes and the score was lopsided because they spent most of the game chasing it. And then they play a pretty flawless game against a team that's playing just as desperate as they are right now in Vancouver last night. And now I know they get them again tomorrow night, but I think, you know, there, there is, there shouldn't be, you know, too much sense of worry here. Yes. They've lost Krug for a bit and he's a tough guy to replace, especially offensively on the, on the back line, but they've got a good core of guys that, uh, that are still part of that championship winning team. They need, to, they need to count on their leadership, and they need to trust their structure. They're, they're, a lot of their success has come because of their structure. And, you know, I think that's what they need to prioritize here down the stretch is just believe in who they are, not get, um, you, know, too, um, uh, you know, too out of whack with, you know, things that, that don't go their way because – This is a marathon, not a sprint. You can't get too high on your highs, and you can't get too low on your lows. Former Blues defenseman Carlo Koliakovo of TSN 1050 in Toronto joining us on 101 ESPN. Carlo, as you know, when the Blues let Alex Petrangelo walk to Vegas, they thought that, and still think, that... Colton Pareko would ascend to number one status. They gave him the contract befitting a number one defenseman. How do you think he's doing? Um, well, I, I, I don't think he's been playing up to the expectation that's been given to him, especially in the absence of Petrangelo. But, you know, you, you, you kind of got to, you know, share some sympathy too. this guy's battled through some pretty significant injuries. Right. And so it's been taking a time, especially with the way that he's built, he's long, he's lengthy, um, you know, to, to, to find his form again. And the team needs him to find his form. I mean, any type of success that they, 
probably envision having has to involve him being a big part of it. And it's been a down year for him. And I think a part of, you know, the, the Blues approach, at least what, what, what I was aware of, was that they were trying to find somebody to help, you know, take on some of that pressure, some of that workload from him uh, at the deadline. And, you know, Nick, Le- Nick Letty is the guy that they settled with, and this is no shot at Nick Letty, but, um, you know, he's a guy that brings something different to a team. He brings experience. He, he can skate the puck really well. He's a good puck mover and stuff. But he, I don't think he's a guy you can count on to play the same – you know, uh, physical way that, that you're asking Colton Pareko to play with. So, look, I, I, it, replacing Alex Petrangelo on any team is, is a tough task just because of everything that, you know, he represents and everything he can bring uh, to your lineup, um, you know, playing, you know, almost in, in every situation. So maybe in the short term it's a tough ask from him, but it's definitely something that he needs to embrace uh, more fully in the long term and understand that, you know, this team is counting on him to play in, in bigger situations and to play better than he is. We had a long stretch with McKinnis, Pronger, Petro, and Bo. We kind of got spoiled here in St. Louis. With... <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Carlo, another guy who's dealt with a lot of injuries is Vladimir Tarasenko. And, you know, we didn't know if he was going to be somebody that would even be wearing the blue sweater this year. I didn't know if physically we would ever see him be able to return to form. But he had two goals and assists last night. That three-point game gave him 500 points in his NHL career. You've obviously played with Vladdy. You know what he's like on the ice. It's pretty special for him to be able to reach that milestone last night. It, it, it sure is. And, and I know when Vladdy came into the league, uh, there was a lot of hype around him because of, you know, what he could potentially grow into. And that's a pure sniper, you know, a pure guy that you can lean lean on to be, uh, you know, a game-changing type of player, which I think he is uh, definitely, you know, grown into uh, during his time in St. Louis and, you know, helping them win a Stanley Cup. And then it's amazing to see, you know, all the, the, the noise around, you know, his displeasure with the team and how, you know, he wanted out and wanted a fresh change and, being exposed in the expansion draft and, you know, and, and how things come full circle. Now, you know, if we're past the trade deadline and he's still here, a member of the Blues and a big part of the Blues. And it's nice to see that he accomplished an amazing milestone. And it was only a matter of time before people, um, you know, uh, projected that he was going to reach this point. And I think he's still got a lot more to give. But, uh, you know, he, he's a guy that, um, you know, like you said, has been through a lot and, it's really, really tough to put yourself in the player's shoes or at least, you know, try to expect certain things out of players when you don't know really what they're dealing with personally or on, you know, off the ice or even just physically. So it's nice to see him persevere through this, uh, bury the hatchet with whatever it was that he was disgruntled with and, and really, you know, put an emphasis on being the best player that he can for the St. Louis Blues because let's be honest, if, he, if he's the best player that, that he can be, it's the best addition you could possibly add at the trade deadline for this group that's already potent offensively, um, especially with the good mix that they have with, you know, veteran guys and, and, you know, younger players that are starting to come into their own. That's a great point, Carlo. Okay, one non-hockey question for you. So we just tweeted yeah. this as a, at our 101 ESPN account. You're a bit internet famous. There's that iconic gif of you where you're getting slammed <laughs> up against the boards. Um, first of all, I want to know your reaction the first time you saw that. What did you think? I was shocked, uh, and, and and not because of the play, just how the camera was in the perfect position <laughs> to capture my face being face planted up against the boards. And 
Um, I, I remember the incident uh, so clearly that, you know, it was a game in Detroit, and uh, I'm not really sure how the game ended. I believe we lost that game. And we're in the dressing room afterwards, and I just, I'm getting my clothes on, and I see this group of players that's huddled on the other side of the room, and they're just giggling. And I'm like, what are these guys giggling about? Like, we just lost the game. And I walk by, and there's, you know, the, the, there's the, the stare out of the corner of the guy's eyes. It's like, oh, he's walking by. And like, let's, let's try to hide. Let's, let's not try to embarrass him and stuff. So I kind of knew something was up until I didn't really know what was up. And then when I got on the bus, guys showed me and I'm like oh my god like I can't believe what just happened like how did they how did that camera catch me at the perfect spot but clearly it's something that has made me famous in my post career so you just got to <laughs> embrace it and have fun with it I love it well I was going to ask Will Smith obviously becoming quite the meme from the slap heard around the world at the Oscars do you have any advice for him about becoming internet famous <laughs> uh, well I became internet famous by accident um he became internet famous on purpose which is uh tough advice to receive for me but uh man you talk about an incident heard around the world uh, crazy to think that on national television we witnessed that type of scene with will smith involved and i know he he came out and, and issued a public apology but uh it really begs the question on what the future of you know, face slapping or, uh, you know, standing up for yourself might lead into. But uh, the only advice I could give him is that embrace the, the means that are going to be, you know, uh, he that he's going to be faced with in the future, because as you can tell, it's becoming pretty, pretty popular and very viral. Carlo Coliacomo, great to hear your voice. Great to hear that advice. That's wonderful. And you're doing great work in the media. We're proud of you for that. Appreciate Thanks it. so much for the time. We appreciate it. Always fun coming on to you guys. I appreciate the time. Take See, care. You too. Carlo Koliakova with us. And, of course, you can hear him. Just go to the website, TSN 1050 in Toronto. They do great work with hockey there. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.